Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the feature staff at the Columbus Dispatch, this is Life in the 614. Hi, and welcome to Life in the 614, the official lifestyle podcast of the Features Department at the Columbus Dispatch, coming to you every week. If it sounds like fun, we'll be talking about it. I'm Ryan Smith, Features Editor at the Dispatch, and today I'm talking to you from my office here on Broad Street about The Office, the musical. The parody of the popular sitcom that ran for years on NBC will be coming to the Southern Theater at 7.30 p.m. on Monday and Tuesday. My colleague, reporter Eric Legata, had a chance to speak with 25-year-old Christian Ferry. Fans of the show, of course, may know him better as Dwight Schrute, at least in the parody musical that'll be visiting town. He's a beat farmer and assistant to the regional manager of Dunder Mifflin Scranton branch. Take it away, Eric. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Can you kind of just start by telling me um, a little bit about yourself, where you're from, kind of just a quick, like, you know, synopsis of your uh, acting career, that sort of thing? Sure. So I'm originally from Northwest Indiana, just right outside of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Born and raised there. I have been performing for as long as I can remember. So I went to Indiana University, got a degree in musical theater, and I moved to New York about two years ago. January of, of 2018, actually. So, yeah, just about two years ago. And, you know, just been hitting it hard out there in New York. And then last July, we started this thing, The Office, and uh, we've been, I've been doing that since then. So that's a real quick, short little synopsis. Yeah. So what year did you uh, get your degree in musical theater from Indiana? I graduated in May of 2017 with that degree. Yeah. So is this office, the office, is this like your first, is this kind of your big break? Is this your your first like, you know, off-Broadway production, I guess? Or Yeah. So so I did, I've, I've done some summer stock and some smaller regional theater work, but this is by far the biggest thing I've ever done, you know, in terms of just number of people seeing it, in terms of publicity, in terms of name recognition. Yeah, this is by far the biggest thing that I've done. Yeah, and and now how did that come to be? How did you uh, get involved with this show? Sure. So they they had posted. It's funny. I I saw the posting, the audition posting for the original off Broadway production, and I'm a big fan of The Office, the TV show. And so when I first saw it, I was a little bit skeptical, and I was like, I don't really know if they could make a good musical about The Office. I was you know almost protective of the TV show, but then. About a year ago-ish, maybe last February, um, they had postings for the tour. And I was like, you know what? I, I really should go in for this. I really should audition. And I originally went in for the role of Toby. And the director was like, you know what? Could you actually 
read a couple scenes as Dwight, as well as doing the Toby stuff. And then it sort of clicked with me as Dwight. And then, you know, they, they offered me to join on the tour with them as, as Dwight, which was really exciting. Yeah, that's interesting then. Uh, what made you want to go to audition as, as Toby then? I was looking at sort of the, the breakdown of all the characters that they had listed, and, and I felt that I was a really good match for the way that they described Toby. And I thought that that was where I would best fit in this whole production. But I guess they saw a different fit. And honestly, I couldn't be happier. I I love, love, love playing Dwight. Yeah. And I want to get into a little bit about your role as Dwight. But first, I mean, I guess kind of, can you just explain to me, I guess, what what is this show? What is it all about? Sure. So I I think really the best way to sort of describe this is a a love letter to the office. Um, Our writers, Bob and Tobley McSmith, are just huge super fans of the show and all of us in the show are huge super fans and so it really really is a love letter to the tv show um in parody form you know so there's all of your favorite moments that you can think of there's like really big iconic moments in the tv show you know we have dinner party we have the foreman grill we have jim and pam's teapot you know we have all that kind of stuff but then there's also really great smaller little one-liners that nod to, you know, maybe less recognizable things in the show, but it it really is just sort of a a love letter in the form of a musical. Yeah, so it sounds like it's kind of condensing, you know, uh, know, nine seasons of The Office's greatest hits into a really, you know, really brief show. Exactly. And I'm curious, like, where, you know, it's called a musical parody, so I guess, what makes it a parody? Are there, like, I I think I read that there's, like, kind of some meta jokes, you know, stuff stuff like that. I mean, kind of what, what makes it a parody? Sure. So there definitely is sort of commentary on The Office in the show that we do ourselves, you know, and I think we sort of take it one step further than what The Office did, you know, just to to sort of really point out everything that that we love about The Office and, and everything that it was. So I really think that we, while, you know, holding dear everything that the show did and that all of the actors did and all of the writers did on the TV show, we sort of take it one step further and so that we can take a step back and, and look at it, you know, as a whole piece of work. So that's really where sort of the parody aspect comes in. And then also, you know, you have Michael Scott running around singing songs, which, you know, just sort of, I mean, sort of fits with Michael in general, but adds to the the parody element of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun. So is this something that, I don't know, like if, if you got to meet or work with the original cast or did they have any involvement or anything or? No, we haven't worked with the original cast. I know Rain Wilson helped with a fundraiser for the original off-Broadway production. He Skyped in and, and saw a couple of the shows, but um, honestly, we have, you know, an incredible amount of, of source material just from the nine seasons in general. So I've spent a lot of quality time with Rain Wilson. He just doesn't know that we've spent a lot of quality time together because it's <laughs> been me, you know, binging nine seasons as much as I can. Yeah. And you mentioned being a fan of The Office before you were even on this show. I mean, how oh, yeah. how intense was your, your passion for that show, I guess? Well, I didn't watch it when it originally aired, but I think like a lot of people, I have Netflix to thank for my sort of obsession. But I mean, I, I've seen it 
I don't even know how many times, you know, and there's, <laughs> there's so many favorite episodes that I have that I just put on while I'm, you know, doing work, cleaning the house, getting ready for auditions, things like that. It's just really great to have on in the background. And, and um, so I've seen a lot of The Office quite a lot. Yeah, and, and you mentioned Netflix, and I think thanks to Netflix, The Office, you know, is able to maintain a very loyal fan base to this day that still oh, yeah. watches and rewatches the show. So, you know, I guess oh, yeah. how much emphasis was put on you guys with this show to create a show that was faithful to the series that so many people love? You know, we had a lot of interesting conversations with, with our director and, and with our writers and just sort of, you know, they told us they were like, you have to take into account the work that all of these people did on this show for nine seasons because that's, you know, that's what the audiences love about The Office, you know, are, are the characters and, and the work that the actors put into that. And so they, they really emphasize that we need to sort of pay homage to what those actors did on the TV show, but give it our own spin, you know, because we're not sort of regurgitating the show. We're, we're making it our own, you know, in parody form and musical form. But we really wanted to stick true to sort of the essence of who all of these characters are, because that's what the audiences, you know, are coming to see and love. So, yeah. And now in your case, taking on Dwight, you know, I mean, probably one of the like the most iconic characters on that show, arguably, you know, very loved and hated at times and just oh, but always yeah. incredibly entertaining. And so I guess for you, you know, that wasn't what you initially had auditioned for. So what were the challenges in taking on this role that, you know, kind of Rain Wilson, you know, kind of made iconic? Yeah. I mean, you know, like you said, he's such almost a pop culture icon, you know, and, and so I was Honestly, I was, I was nervous when we first started just because I was like, I, I really have to get this right because so many people, you know, are going to see this and are expecting a certain level of Dwight to come out on that stage. But, you know, I, I, like I said, I spent a lot of time watching the show and, and really sort of dissecting what is Dwight and who is Dwight. And, and I think, you know, I sort of boiled it down to, his the level of commitment that he has to Michael, to the company, to Angela, you know, he just sort of manifests that commitment in a not normal way. Because I was nervous that, you know, he would come off as too weird or too crazy or, you know, sort of creepy almost. But I really, really spent a lot of time sort of boiling down and, and looking past, you know, his all of his quirks and idiosyncrasies to like find the heart of, of who Dwight is. Cause I thought that was really important to get right for all of the people that are coming to see the show. Yeah. So tell me about your take on this character. You know, are you kind of, you know, how are you approaching Dwight? Are you trying, are you doing anything to kind of make the character your own or are you trying to stay faithful to, um, you know, Rain's version of the character or tell me a little bit about that. Sure. I mean, I really am sort of relying a lot on, on what Rain did. You know, he created an incredible character and gave me a really incredible framework to work in. And also our, our writers gave us, you know, a really great script that we have a lot of fun performing every night. But I really am trying to stay true to who I think Dwight is and stay true to what I love about Dwight. And, you know, when I, it's, it's funny, when I, when I put on those glasses and his mustard shirt, like, it, it sort of, that really, really helped me personally find who Dwight was. That was really sort of the last piece in my, in my Dwight puzzle. But, yeah, I, I really just try and stay true to who Dwight is for me and then just sort of give that to the audience and what I love about Dwight. 
Yeah. So what's your your favorite moment in the show as Dwight? Like, what's your favorite thing that you get to do in the show? Ooh, that's, that's a tough one. He has a song called Assistant Regional Manager, which is just sort of his, you know, almost fever dream of when he becomes acting manager. And it is, that is so much fun. I'm sort of living my, you know best Disney villain dreams in that moment and that's I love performing that number every night but I also love we have a song um, based on the dinner party episode and that is such a fun song I love doing that song too yeah that's I think those are probably out of all of the moments I think those are my two favorites yeah for sure. yeah and in general I mean what is the music like in this show because you know obviously you know the office had a few music moments in it you know I, I'm thinking sure. of uh, the electric city Scranton the electric city oh, yeah. those kinds of things but I guess you know how would you kind of describe the musical numbers that you know are you you know written specifically for this show sure they are you know very they live very much in the world of musical theater, which I think, you know, is, is something unique about the show is that it, it really does take that step into the musical theater world, sort of away from the TV world. Um, but, you know, they're a lot of fun. There's a lot of different nods to a bunch of different musicals, lots of different styles, sort of every character has their, their song and their moment, which is a lot of fun because, you know, sort of everybody's favorite character is highlighted with a musical number, which is which is a lot of fun. And um, There's great dance numbers. There's great just sort of park and bark. Um, yeah, we've got it all. Honestly, we've got it all. Yeah, well, that sounds awesome. I kind of have a couple questions kind of to put you on the spot, but just to kind of see what uh, your answers are. So sure. um, from the show itself, sure. do you have a favorite? What's your favorite uh, Dwight, either your favorite moment with Dwight or your favorite Dwight quote from the original show? Do you have a favorite? From the original show, mm-hmm. one of my favorite Dwight lines is when he says, there's too many people here, we need another plague. Um, I, <laughs> yeah. I relate to that quite often. Um, that's probably one of my favorites. And yeah. then um, I was just watching, it's such a small little moment, but I, I was just watching when Saber takes over Dunder Mifflin and Dwight offers Gabe a giant platter of hot dogs and then just sort of stands in the background of the shot for a good five minutes just holding a platter of hot dogs for no reason I I think that is (laughs) an incredibly underrated moment and I think it's so funny just so funny yeah well I think I quote that we need a new plague anytime I'm sitting in rush hour traffic or something (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then what is uh, what do you think is your favorite prank that Jim pulled on Dwight or that Dwight pulled on Jim (laughs) that's a good one I mean iconic is you know stapler and jello Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's great I also love the one where he puts, I think he puts coins in his telephone headset. Oh, yeah. Um, and then slowly, 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 and then um, Dwight picks up the phone and hits himself in the head with it. I think that's that's genius. Yeah, yeah. that's that's brilliant. <laughs> Just there's, so many. Oh, there's so many. So many. Ones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, of course, you have the the iconic scene when Jim uh, impersonates Dwight in that cold open. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, Just so many of those cold opens are, are genius. Just Oh, comedy gold. So many of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, but yeah, other than that, Christian, I mean, that's kind of covers all the questions I had for you, but Great. is there anything else you want to add before I let you go? I don't think so. You know, just that this show really is, it's great for for fans of the show, but there is something for everybody. So maybe if you're not 
the world's biggest office super fan, you know, I, I think you still would have a great time with us. You'd have a great laugh. And yeah, just that, you know, we love the office and we have so much fun and we hope that you come and have fun with us too. Yeah. Well, Christian, I really appreciate you uh, taking some time with me here this morning to, to talk about this show. Great. Thank you so much. All right. Well, thank you again. Have a great rest of your day. Uh-huh. Thank you too. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye. And thank you all for listening to Life in the 614. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Google Play Music. We hope to have you back next week. Until then, keep enjoying your own life in the 614. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.